SpongeBob episode where I don't think there was some theme song with it, but I don't know why I'm thinking of the WHCI cast when I cast. So wait, was this the episode where like they they, were they like all, ate they all... the vegetables and like one of them was able to like had super like strong like sight? Yeah, and then I the think other it was... one. They were, Patrick was really flexible. I forget what SpongeBob was. And then Sandy no, was in there. They all wore costumes and they had superpowers. Wait, I don't think. I was thinking of an episode of Gilligan's Island. Oh! <laughs> they all ate vegetables on the island and like they all had these like weird like superpowers. Because I think the vegetables were radioactive. I don't remember that episode of Spongebob, but that was an episode of Gilbert's Oh, Island. wait, this is what they looked like. I don't remember that. I was I was oh, literally was like, thinking of the Gilligan's Island like, episode. If... Ha! Huh? We are back with episode 23. We don't wear the same clothes every day. We don't. This is, this the, is same the same day, day as the last episode. We are still at Olive Garden in the parking lot. We have not been at Olive Garden for the past two days. <laughs> We are back on the EP, People in Your Podcast, and the EP, EP, the EP. We the book is so it's Connecticut Ghost Stories and Legends. We have another book. What a Connecticut theme! It's almost like we're in Connecticut. Right. Whoa. Magical. And so we are going to be pulling another story from this, as you might recall, on one of our last episodes. Megan and I went on Zoom and we talked about the Seventh Day Baptist Cemetery and the Green Lady. Same book, written by Thomas G. Agostino and Arlene Nicholson. Shout out to them. And shout out to the CVS, which is where I bought this. They've got great stories of the scariest places in Connecticut. So what if you're a Connecticut CVS person, mind. I know. It was on display during Halloween season. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm not. I saw it. I said, I'm getting this. Not today, because I had too much shit in my hands. I had Oreos and milk. And the necessities. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't carry this right now. This book is probably $15. I'll get it tomorrow. I came back the next day, bought the book, and I, I've only read one story in it, and I bought it last September. But it's a good read. I just procrastinate. But now we're now going we to read it. got a reason to read it. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully they have one for every state. If not, get Connecticut's Live Vicariously Through Us. Connecticut's the best state. For a spook. Yes, not for... Not for taxes but we are going to do a story about nathan hale today the Wait, hale who homestead wrote, who wrote this book this one yes, thomas D. Augustino and arlene nicholson shout out to thomas and arlene i already gave him a shout out oh <laughs> they only get one they only get one <laughs> let's not give them too much credit oh now now it's getting concerning because they're pulling up but it's they're not going to be able to park next to us and that's all there is to it so we were doing the Hale Homestead. What the Hale? Which is in, what the Hale? It's in Coventry? All right, I was way Oh, wait, off. it's a museum? It's a museum? Oh. We're learning something new. It looks like it's in a shed. Nathan Hale was a patriot. He was a Connecticut hero, and he died for our safety. He was, was he a spy. God? <laughs> was he Jesus? <laughs> he might have been Jesus Hale. They have a school in Connecticut, Nathan Hale Ray School. It's in um, Moodus, I think. I have a lot of friends. Moodus? Moodus. What's Moodus? It's right next to East Adam. Oh, see a lot of Connecticut towns that I have not heard of. Yes. If you are watching right now, not, I, I wasn't talking to the, I was talking to all of you, not the, the leaves, as it might've looked like I was doing. 
you must subscribe, rate, review, download. Follow us on all of our socials. Twitter is at Evil Eerie Podcast. Everything else, which is Twitter, Facebook, and Insta, are at Evil and Eerie Podcast. We are on Spotify, Podcast, Apple Pod... I said that. Did I say that twice? Podbean. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube because we put all sorts of videos on there, not just the episodes. We do bonus content that is a lot of fun, a lot of funny stuff, not just evil and eerie. And visit our website, www.evilandeeriepodcast.com, where you could get in the loop, stay in the loop, I should say, and learn about what's on the horizon. And you can read our bios if you want to know more about us. Uh, it out. <laughs> well, if you joined us last time, we did the Melonheads and the Blue Lady, which are two Connecticut lore. When the weather is cold. <laughs> we sang some Louis Armstrong. We did. Well, you did. I know. I can't do a Louis Armstrong. Oh, they're finally leaving. They didn't even eat. They were just sitting in the... Oh, they were just... <laughs> oh, no, that's right. I said she sounded like she was in hospice. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, there were people that just well, sat in the... No, I think they, they ate. They did? Yeah. I didn't see that guy leave the car. No, I think they ate in the car. Oh. They didn't want to take it home? Well, take out. You can do anything with it, I suppose. There's no law saying you can't, I guess. But, I don't know. I like to... When I get my meals, when I get my takeout, I like to take it. I feel like you, like, eat it in the car. Like, right when you get it. No. Really? No. Oh, Really? <laughs> Unless I'm with somebody. Oh. Yeah, that's different. If I'm alone and I get takeout, let me know if you guys do this too. I will not touch a drop of that food or that drink. Or in the rare form that I get a <laughs> In the rare instance that I get a dessert, I won't touch that either. Until I am seated in front of the TV and I have my favorite show on and the ads have stopped. And it is, it is rolling. Oh, okay. Because I, that's, that, yep. So, I mean, so when you, you like have, to really set the mood. Yes. But if you have company, it's different. Because then you have conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and just, just stimulating. Like, eat it all in the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, when I've come, I'm, I'm like, you'll, no, like, no, no. you probably won't even be done unwrapping the spoon and I'll be done eating my ice cream. <laughs> oh, ice cream. Uh, yeah, ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. We are. We, we do. We do. I'm a slow eater when it comes to most things, except ice cream. Oh, I shovel it down. I yeah. shovel everything down, but ice cream especially, because I'm like, I'm a five-year-old. Now the people in that car are still in there. Everybody's, I guess, doing Olive Garden takeout in their cars today. More power to them. So, anything creepy happened in the last 20 minutes? <laughs> Aside from that... <laughs> Have you seen anything scary or listened to anything scary, like an audiobook? No, and you know, I do want to get into uh, a horror spooky podcast. Surprisingly, I really don't <laughs> We just had a bombshell. Have you seen that new TikTok thing where it's like you like reveal a secret, but there's music playing over it, and then all you see is the person's reaction? What? Yeah, it's like, so there's this TikTok. I, I'm going to save it for when there's like really big news for either you or Luca. And it's like you, so it's a video on the TikTok of the, somebody telling their friend like a really, like really juicy gossip. 
and you like see their reaction, but you don't know what they're saying because there's just music playing over oh. it. It's in, it's the newest thing. Oh, okay. It's it's funny. It's funny. Some people, the daring ones, will make another video after that revealing what the big news was. Let's fall really news. is like in the early like September October. Fall is the best aesthetic. I feel yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, get. September and October are honestly. Although spring some of the best is really ones. pretty too. Yeah, but that's true. A little cherry fall. blossoms, but. Cherry blossom trees before the leaves start falling is my favorite time to see the trees. Yeah, like September, it's either you like September, October, or like April, May. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's like, I like both. I like both. Yeah, I like both too. It's like every other month, like you just don't want to be, it's either going to be too cold or too hot. Yeah. April, May, September, October, perfect months. Oh, yeah. For perfect sure, months. For sure. It's Sometimes, great in New England, I yeah. will say that. Sometimes, not that we once, live in New England. <laughs> we aren't in America. We aren't in the Milky Way, actually. Yeah. We went up with uh, Jeff Bezos. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're in outer space. We are. We brought our car too. My car. Yeah, Mars looks a lot. Mars things. looks a lot like Earth. I'll be honest. And they have an Olive Garden. On Mars. It's the only <laughs> franchise that carried over. That's the only. Uh, that I would put a billion dollars towards that. I would get, too. Get an Olive Garden on Mars. <laughs> The aliens deserve it. Yeah, they do. They deserve to dine in and have they Italian deserve some pasta. Um, once in a blue moon, once and I mean once in a blue moon, there will be a nice March or a June or an August. June was or brutal this year. Or November. Like it's gonna be like one of the months like connecting to one of the nice ones. Yes, it was in July. Oh, all we got was rain. All we got was rain. All we got was rain. We're doing the Hale Homestead, which is in Coventry, Connecticut. What the hell? What the hell? So I'm just going to read it verbatim because we have not read this. And we want to be surprised. We want to react. About 20 years prior to this writing, Nathan Hale was given the honor of becoming Connecticut's state hero. Everybody knows the story of how Hale became a spy for the American cause. He disguised himself as a Dutch schoolmaster, crossed enemy lines, and obtained information vital to the progress of the Patriot forces. Unfortunately, he was captured on September 21st, 1776, while attempting to escape across the enemy's stronghold. William Howe, a British commander, tried him as a spy and sentenced him to hang on the following day. At the gallows, he faced his fate proudly by saying something to the effect of, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. What That's a patriot. I know. I would never say that. I'd be like, please don't hang me. Those would be my last words. Of course, that was a paraphrase taken from one of the greatest plays of all time, Cato by Joseph Addison. Undoubtedly, the words of scene four, act four. What pity is it that we can die but once serve our country? I was trying to imitate Pat. We're fresh on his mind when he went to the gallows. Being a Yale graduate and school teacher, Hale would have been very familiar with the work. Hale, Patrick Henry, and even George Washington orated many quotes from the play. In some cases, Washington would enact scenes from the work for his troops. Ooh, they had some really? entertainment as they were crossing the Delaware. From Washington himself. <laughs> from, the, from our great-grandpa. Grandpa Washington. Five years after Hale was executed, the Independent Chronicle and the Universal Advertiser from Boston ran a story about the event, stating that Hale actually said, I am so unsatisfied with the cause in which I have engaged, I almost said enraged, engaged, that my only regret is 
that I have not more lives than one to offer in its service. In Haunted Heritage by Michael Norman and Beth Scott, they speak of a diary entry written by a British captain named Frederick Mackenzie in which he wrote that Hale said, while at the gallows, he thought it the duty of every good officer to obey any orders given him by his commander-in-chief. President. Other newspapers offer a variety of quotes from that famous moment. There are a lot of quotes. Okay, so this is a picture of the Hell Homestead, oh, yeah, which it. is in Coventry. It's and red. And it is home to famous family spirits. What do you say? It's, it's red. I Now, am I colorblind? Or... No, I was just looking at pictures. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how are you seeing color on that? Is it my sunglasses or am I colorblind? Then I forgot you looked at pictures. Wow, that concerned me for a hot second. <laughs> I was like, she was like, it's red. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretending that it's not black and white from my point of view. At this point, it does not matter exactly what he said or where Hale got his inspiration. His immortality rests in the undying love and devotion he had for the cause of liberty and freedom of the people. Today, he is still a symbol of liberty and bravery. He may still be lingering in an effort to observe how we have <laughs> prospered from his sacrifice as a few ghosts of the Hale family haunt the farm where he was born and raised. Perhaps others who have graced the walls of the home over the years may remain there as well. That was a very interesting transition. That really did take kind of a spooky It turn. went from he was an inspiration to, oh, by the way, his family members and other ghosts that have lived in the house haunt that farm. I know, they really had to tie it all together. So they, they the make food. you feel good and they make you feel scared. That's a different turn that's, from my book. That's, <laughs> it was like, they were this like, is probably what, how do you not want true? Us to feel? How do you want us to feel? <laughs> the Hale Homestead is on 12 acres of a 500-acre state park. 500-acre state park. 500 acres. Dang. Evidence of the original home where Nathan was born sits just a few yards from the present home. Parts of the original structure were incorporated into the newer one. The home is open for tours and holds many special events throughout the year. Oh, all right. So that's the one we won't get kicked out of if we try to go to. Oh, yeah. Richard Hale, a deacon and justice of the peace, built the original house in 1746. Richard married a local woman, Elizabeth Strong, and together they had 12 children. Ten of them survived to adulthood. Oh, I thought I was going to say ten of them died before adulthood. Yeah. So that sucks. Ten of them survived to adulthood, which in those days was a great number. Nathan was born in 1755, was the sixth child of nine boys and three girls. Nathan was 12 years old when his mother died giving birth to her 12th child in 1767. Wow. Rest in peace, that Mama That really Hale. took a turn. I know. So this isn't even like the original house that they lived in. No. It was a few so, yards away. So that's, that's the museum. I didn't, can ghosts jump from house to house? Probably. If it's on the same property, maybe? Yeah. I need to stop thinking about this in terms of, like, the first season of American Horror Story. Like, no. all the rules, like, as if that's, like, that decides what ghosts can and can't do. Yeah. That's the canon for ghosthood. But, <laughs> but I didn't know they could, uh, I don't know, unless they, like, you know, were slaughtered in the field or something oh like God. that. Oh, my God. Well, when they weren't ghosts. When, when they, they were in ghosts. When they were among the living. Yeah. They, I mean, here, they did use part of the houses to rebuild this new this newer property yeah so, so they maybe just, they like latched they like took a piece of the floorboard and the ghost was like hanging on for dear life yeah wait so they took part of the house 
house and use that to reconstruct it into this little museum. Mm, yeah. So that's why there is a little bit of a spook around yeah. it. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Ghosts haunting locations? Like this particular one? Oh. I I will get back to you on I, that. I, 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 I want to, I'm interested to see if, if as we, as we kind of go along here, it'll say what the hauntings kind of are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll continue now. Thank you for bearing with us. Deacon, <laughs> oh, they left. Thank God. Deacon Hale then courted and married Abigail Cobb Adams, a wealthy woman from Canterbury. She had three teenage daughters who came to live with them. It was obvious that the original home would not accommodate such a considerable crew. So they dismantled it and built a larger one using portions of the old structure. Question answered right there. This is the sizable dwelling that visitors see to this day as they tour the grounds of the homestead. So that, okay, so they rebuilt the house while they were all like still living there. And that's what still stands. Yeah. Inter okay, so that's why there are ghosties there. Toasty ghosties. Ghosties? <laughs> Ethan graduated from Yale University. And what became the hell? a school teacher. Oh, he taught in East Haddam. Okay, so that's why there's a school in East Haddam called Nathan Oh, okay. Hall, right? He became a school teacher in East Haddam and New London before joining the Continental Army. By 1775, young Master Hale had become first lieutenant and showed great promise of a military, a brilliant military career. In 1776, Nathan volunteered to sneak behind enemy lines on Long Island to obtain information crucial to the fight for freedom. Unfortunately, Nathan was captured and hanged a few days later at the age of 21. Oh my god, he was younger than us. Oh my god. I didn't know that. That's a that's I a new like fun fact. I feel like back then, 21 was like 40 something. It was. You were looked at as like an old fuck. Adult, adult. You were like on your deathbed, I'm pretty sure, at like 21 in those days. In 1873? 1776. 17, uh, mm, yeah. Maybe a lot of people probably were on their deathbed. At, yeah. But wow, I didn't yeah. Imagine that. We were we were 21 and like in a video game class, and that guy was spying behind enemy lines. Yeah. We were literally taking a video game analysis class. And this oh, guy at the how same the age times was, have changed. I know. I know. Not I know. that I'm envying. If that were the 1700s, you could have been in the army. I know. You could have been working with uh, George George W. Bush, George Washington. I would have loved to meet George Washington. He wouldn't. He and I, we could have, he could have taught me how to make wooden teeth. Oh, like, do you guys think you would have been besties? Yeah. Yeah, you would have. Ever had a chance to rest his bones in the newer house, having left to fight for the revolution before it was built. Okay, so he's not haunting this house, I guess. He could be, I don't know. History repeat. History reports that his body was never found. <laughs> oh, his body was never found? Although there is a monument in his rest in his honor resting within the confines of the Nathan Hale Cemetery at Wagenbog Lake in Coventry. Five other brothers, two five other brothers I skipped a line there. Five other brothers also served in the colonial army with Nathan. The enemy forces captured two other brothers. One brother, Joseph, spent time chained up in a prison ship until he was traded for a British soldier. Three of the Hale children died from wounds received during the struggle for freedom from England. The house remained in the Hale family for several generations. As many as 20 people may have occupied the residence at one particular time. When a person died during the 18th and 19th centuries, it was common to have him or her laid out in the home. 
Sorry? Ah! What does that mean? They buried them in the floor? Is that what that means? They laid them in the house? Or did they just... Like on the property. On the property. In the house? I think they... Inside the house? In the house, I think. In the basement? The laundry? The laundry room? <laughs> the attic? Where? The foyer? Just like you walk in to the Hale family house and you just see one of the dead children laying there. Oh my god! That's what the museum consists of. <laughs> They've taxidermied them. Oh my god! It just looks like Norman Bates headquarters in there. Oh my god. That's it looks like the psycho scene. During the winter months when the ground was frozen, the deceased might have been stored either in the basement or, as in the case of the Hale home, in the attic until the spring thaw allowed the family to dig a proper grave. <laughs> so, see, our questions keep getting answered by the next paragraph. They really do. Keep so they did. They literally kept them in the basement or the attic, and they froze, and then the ground unfroze, and they dug, like so they just had a dead body lingering in their house for. I'm telling you, the people that lived in the olden days, kind of, kind of were badasses. Yeah. They honestly. nothing really faced them. I'm gonna be honest with you though. Would I, how, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a dead body bothered me? I don't get bothered by a lot. Well, I feel like back then it probably wasn't much of a bother. Now, now with all these, with all these crime documentaries and conspiracy videos we see, it would definitely be a bit peculiar now. It would. And like the way that, the, these new creative ways people are coming up to like off people, it's just, oh my God, like you might see somebody, like you might like imagine like the blue lady, she was missing her head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> her. Um, much time had gone by since Deacon Hale had built the home and this passing of time took its toll on the old abode. By 1914, the house was in shambles. George Dudley Seymour, acquired the estate and began extensive renovations of the property. Seymour was an admirer of Hale and his accomplishments. He wrote not only about his life, about, not his life, about the life and death of Nathan Hale and his family, but of some of the strange accounts that occurred in the home as well. Ooh. Now we're getting into the juice. The juice? Now we're getting the, the apple juice. Do you prefer apple or orange juice? It depends on what I'm in the mood for, but if I had to pick one that I could keep drinking for the rest of my life, I would probably say apple. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do love a good apple juice. Apple juice just tastes more refreshing to me. Oh, yeah. Like, it just, like, it's just more, like, refreshing. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I could get that. Yeah. I would actually like orange juice. I think most people would pick orange. I mean, I have orange juice more often than I'd have an apple juice. I do have an orange more often as well. Yeah, orange, you could... Now I'm uh, craving apple juice. Make a mimosa. I love apple juice. Adam and Eve apple juice. Is that a brand? Oh, for real? Or is it Apple and Eve? It's probably Apple and Eve. It's probably Apple and Eve. Wow, they just kicked Adam to the curb. They don't need him. They Apparently have, they did. That's how we all got created. <laughs> Adam and Eve. Um Yeah, pick apple juice. Anyway, <laughs> these, these ghostly happenings began almost immediately after Seymour became acquainted with the estate. <clears throat> a 
According to an account written in Seymour's journal, he and a friend traveled to Coventry to view the manor. As they arrived, his friend alighted from the coach and scurried to get a glimpse inside the little schoolroom Deacon Hale had built for his children. When he peered through the pane, he came face to face with a gent in, a, in colonial dress. The entity gave a stern look through the panes and then vanished as the man stood, stunned by the visage. Visage? Visage? Vis visage. visage? What is that? How do you say it? V-I-S-A-G-E? Visage. visage. One of the above. They toured the home, and he was even more startled when he saw a portrait of the deacon himself. It was the exact face that had appeared at him through the schoolhouse window. That is freaky. That's... I... I feel... I don't know. Let's continue. <laughs> what do you say? Let's fiddle Every... into that? No! We're no fiddling. You... We need to bring that back. I said, do you believe in that? <sighs> you know... I have yet to see come face to face with a ghost. Same. And until I do, I'm always going to be skeptical. Mr. Seymour was not the only one to witness the ghost phenomena. The ghost of a former housekeeper in a long white dress wanders about the house. The lady in white. <laughs> see, they all have colors. Yeah. It is reported that the spirit may be that of Lydia Carpenter, the Hale's former family servant. Witnesses have spied her sweeping upstairs, moving about in the kitchen, gliding down the halls and peeking around doors. Who Very the hell active. is she, a Dancing with the Stars cast member? Very active. <laughs> Dancing it, with the Stars. It appears the centuries have not affected her dedication to keeping the homestead tidy. <laughs> she is still very active in her toils. She's still cleaning. Even what the hell is she cleaning? Even as a ghost. Who shit is she cleaning up? Who are, are ghosts still defecating? Are they still making a mess? What is she cleaning? She's not scrubbing the toilet still, is she? Poor girl, never gets a break. Lydia. We'll have to invite her to Olive Garden next time. She needs a break. Right, Some guests and tearcake Caretakers. I said tearcakers. Oh, they're going to say staircases. Some guests and caretakers have attested to the rattling of chains in the cellar. It has been surmised that they might be from Joseph Hale, who died of tuberculosis in the home. During the war, Joseph was imprisoned on a British ship, and he is somehow uh, eternally reliving, reliving those moments in the cellar of the house, rattling the chains that kept him from escaping. Mary and George Griffith became caretakers of the house in 1930, so now we're moving a lot closer. We're moving to the, the, the period of the silent film. They, <laughs> they lived there Tell me you're a cinema major without telling me you were a cinema major. <laughs> 1930s when Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind came out. Oh, yes. Among in the same Casablanca, lot. I'm assuming, came out in that period too. 1940. Wow, she's, she's good. She's good. She's something, isn't she? <laughs> I was hoping you'd recognize that line. That's that eerie line. From Pat. Yeah! <laughs> Anyway, enough about that. Mary and George Griffith became caretakers of the house in 1930. They lived there for many years and observed countless strange incidents that could not be rationally explained. One day, Mary watched as her husband walked out to the barn to milk the cows. 
Moments later, she heard footsteps thumping down the back stairs. She and her husband were the only occupants of the building, and no one had entered or left other than Mr. Griffith. The Griffith. <laughs> Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. The Griffiths believe. Sorry. Are you having a spell? <laughs> the Griffiths believe that John, Nathan's brother, Ribbit. Oh my god, that's going to be my new ringtone. Megan saying Griffith. The Griffiths believe that John, Nathan's brother, and John's wife, Sarah. <laughs> Do you have Tourette's? <laughs> no! <laughs> ah! Ooh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Griffiths, imagine if a car went by so fast that it just knocked my phone down. Yeah. I'd lose my shit. That'd be ghostly. Um, they claimed that this couple... Wait a minute, I skipped a line. <laughs> John, Nathan's brother, and John's wife, Sarah, may have been to blame for some of the noises in the house. The family claimed that this couple was among the spirits they encountered during their tenure at the Hale Homestead, but the exact culprits who spooked the Griffith couple still remain a mystery like many of the haunts within the Hale Homestead. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got the Griffiths seeing them. <laughs> Griffiths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be the new name. It's, we've got Griffith, Sharon Butterworth. Like, we've just got everyone. <laughs> Who's next to Aunt Jemima? <laughs> was dated to Connecticut Landmark Society in 1940, that's when Mary Lou was born, and is presently furnished to exact specifications of the room's descriptions in Jonathan Hale's 1803 inventory taken after his death in 1802. Both John and his wife Sarah died of consumption in the house, which was tuberculosis. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they consumed the ghosts and it was too much for their yeah. bodies to handle, so they just died. Arlene and I, oh, this is from the author, because Arlene is one of the authors. Arlene and I, this is the author speaking, I don't know any Arlene's, along with fellow investigator Andrew Lake, were invited to tour and investigate the house. Rochelle Simon, Elizabeth O'Brien, and Beverly York of the Connecticut Landmark Society greeted us with gracious welcomes and proceeded to give us a guided tour through the historic chambers. Each of the Dawsons had something to share about the ghosts of the Hale House. The first room we entered was a small parlor as we stood around talking, the fan on the floor used for cooling the room turned off and back on. This happened three times, thrice. Thrice! We looked through the faulty wiring. We looked for faulty wiring and perhaps a bad plug, but none was the case. Although not conclusively paranormal, it was rather uncanny nonetheless. In the next room was a portrait of Deacon Hale. One of the tour guides, Tina, was showing the house to a family of three. The six-year-old child was completely misbehaving, running through the rooms and touching things. He ran into the room where the deacon, being a justice of the peace, often held court to settle disputes between the locals. This is also where the portrait is suspended upon the wall and is aptly named the Judgment Room. The little boy came running out of the room in a panic, screaming, There was a man in the room! 
It's just Nelds, don't worry. <laughs> so Jan would have said, it's just Nelds, don't worry. He's always here. Tina told him it was just a painting and led him into the room to show him. The boy shook his head and said, there was another man in here, just like him, a real one. At that point, the family had to leave the house as the boy was too disturbed by the sighting. <laughs> Beverly then interjected jokingly, let that be a lesson to all. Don't misbehave in the Hale homestead. I'm, I would definitely misbehave in there. I'd probably like, I'd probably push Luca down to try to start a shit and the ghost. I'd conjure up one of the spirits. They'd put us all in timeout. As we toured the upstairs, there was a sudden sound of the door banging and some footsteps from the first floor. Andrew inquired if there was anyone else in the house. Beverly went down to investigate, but came up perplexed. Her search of the downstairs revealed that the door had been secured and there was no one else in the house besides our small party. We took EMF, electromagnetic field readings, and recorded for EVPs. months more <laughs> but told us a story of two guides who had an experience in, oh sorry but i skipped a line again i do that a lot but all was silent and still in regard to any bit of paranormal activity beverly then told us a story of two guides who had an experience in the home one of the guides heard someone upstairs and thought it was the other giving a tour she called out are you upstairs and a voice answered we are up here she then proceeded to the barn, where she met the other guide. Kind of confused as to how the guide would be at the back of the barn so fast, she asked her who she had just guided to the tour of the house. The other guide answered, I have not done a tour yet. I have been here the whole time. The only entrance to the house was in plain view of where they both stood. The two guides cautiously ventured into the home to survey the situation, but no one was in there. If someone had entered or left the building, they would have noticed. <laughs> that was perfect. We decided to try a vigil in the room where Nathan's trunk and rifle are exhibited. Our meters were still not picking up any unusual activity, and the home seemed very peaceful. We then climbed the stairs to the attic where the family held their loved ones who had passed away prior the spring thaw for burial. I can't get over that. This is where Elizabeth had an experience that she explained as such. I was leaving the house one day. It was a very dismal Sunday afternoon and there was no sun at all. As I looked up, I saw something glowing in the attic window. It was a tall, strange light that did not look real. I thought I might have left a light on. Later, I went to the attic and noticed that there is only one light and it is completely blocked from the window by the massive chimney. We then ascended to the attic where we performed some EVPs and took some pictures of the window where Elizabeth witnessed the occurrence. We all reviewed, Jesus Christ, how many cars are gonna go by? We all reviewed the pictures and noticed a strange flickering light in one of them. Other than that, the hail home was quiet. A paranormal investigation is much like fishing with the right equipment, knowledge, and a little luck. You just might catch something Based on the accounts of those who work and tend to the site, we firmly believe that the Hale Homestead still lodges some of America's famous family within. Whether you meet a ghost or not, the Hale Homestead is an awesome place to visit. The beautiful grounds and farmland only add to the enchantment of the historic site. 
check out the house and many events that are going on year-round. Perhaps you will see why so many have stayed there long after they should have. Contact the Connecticut Landmark Society at www.ctlandmarks.org for more information. And then do a picture of the attic. The attic of the Hale Homestead where an unidentified ghost was seen peering out on the yard. And this is where they kept bodies to prepare for the spring thaw so they could bury oh them. Wow, that probably was... We think that's so eerie now. Back then, that was probably normal. Yeah, honestly. So what do you what do you think, Miss Lens? Would I visit the place? Yes, we'll start with that. Um, I would. Yeah, I don't I see would. why not. Coventry's not too far for me. For Coventry, you it is. Coventry. On a cold day. <laughs> oh, when the weather's cold. I sound nothing like Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. I don't think anybody sounds like Louis Armstrong. Except Louis Armstrong. Luca's going to be so confused when we start doing that. When the weather's cold. <laughs> You know who would be even more confused though? Marceline. <laughs> She'd be like, wait, it's not cold, is it? She'd be like, it's not cold yet. <laughs> it's still summer. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I randomly started saying that in Olive Garden today. When the weather's cold. Yeah, I think I would visit the, uh, visit this little house. Why not? Yeah, we can take a tour. See the ghosts and under the do you believe so i guess now we can address that the ghosties do you believe that they are do you believe this man is roaming the deacon hale do you believe that there are ghosts of the hale family in there the accounts um, where people have well, seen him the little boy that ran out of the room i don't i'm not going i'm 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 quite know if i have a reason to believe in that I mean, I've never seen, like, I don't know, I, I've I've never seen a ghost. I, I've seen orbs. But I've never seen a ghost. Orbs. Like, a person. Like, orbs are, like, like little, like, almost like flashes of light. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, you can't make them out. But ghosts. But, like, a ghost in human form. Yeah. That, I'm not too sure, kids. Um, I, I certainly, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd freak out if I saw some, like, the colonial ghosts are scarier than anything else, really, I think. Yeah. Because those are like, and I don't know, this, this story kind of reminded me of the West Winchester house. Was it Winchester or Westchester? I think it was Winchester. Winchester? The, like, the woman who had, like, keep building her house, otherwise, like, she was going to die. Oh. It's a really interesting, we're definitely going to cover that at some point, along with witches. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. I, you see, I, I didn't know that ghosts really like became like human form. I, I don't know. It's just ghosts are just such a weird concept to me. Yeah. They really I... are. Like if I like, if I saw one, I like, I do want to see one, but I, I'm saying that now and then tonight I'm going to be like. I, I, like I lied, show. I don't want to see a ghost. Please don't I like visit the me. show Ghost Hunters. Yes, me too. That one's fun. All the little ghostly technologies. Ghost. Well, they were talking, when they were referencing the EVPs in this one, that's, that's, that's like ghost technology yeah. EVPs. 
Um, but I, I don't know. It's, 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 the colonial ghosts are really creepy. Like, if I saw Deacon Hale, I, I probably wouldn't want to go back there. Why is Deacon Hale haunting them? I don't know. But, I mean, I guess when we're ghosts, we'll find out what's so alluring about haunting Will we people. be ghosts is the question. This is true. That's another good one that I've thought about. Hopefully. Hopefully. You want to creep back on, on the soil, on land? Yeah. But nobody can see you, which is the fun thing, unless you make yourself visible. Yeah. If that's if those are what the ghost rules are. I'm yeah, it's kind of sure. like when people ask what's one superpower that you'd want to have, I always say invisibility. I go with um mind control. <laughs> I go with mind. I go with mind control. Oh yeah. I would love to like. I wouldn't make anybody think or do anything bad. I would just want to control people. Oh, you'd want to be a manipulator. Or a mind reader. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a little more tame. <laughs> Telekinesis. Or is that telepathy? No, telekinesis. No. Telepathy no. is when you lift things, right? No, that's levitation. No, telekinesis is when you can... No, telepathy is when you read people's minds. Yeah. And telekinesis is when you... Like, move things? Control... Oh, oh. It's when you move things. What's the... What's the... Um, I'm now I'm levitating. Of, then there's teleportation, the which is teleportation. You can teleport oh, yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm I, I'm levitating. Okay, here. Yes. <laughs> I am skeptical of the of the ghosts, but. Because I feel like it's another one of those things where people just say it to like so that they have a ghost Stir a little story. Tea. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know because I don't know for some reason I just can't see Deacon Hale being spotted. Yeah, it's kind of like conspiracies. It's like yeah. it's fun to mess around with them. But if you've been to the the Hale Homestead, let us know. Or if you if you go, let us know if you see Deacon Hale. Deacon Hale himself. I want to bring Luca there and not tell her it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's hope she doesn't listen to this part of the episode <laughs> and not tell her it's haunted and she just comes running out like uh, like the, the scream that she does oh. like ah! oh. and like she, she's like there's a man in there and we're like what man it's like knowing out. full well that she just saw a ghost yeah. and pretending not to care there's a ghost named Deacon Hale I'll be like Luca I have something to tell you we're dead too you're the only one that's alive oh my God. in this room we put her in another dimension. We put her in the thong room. <laughs> in the attic. Just stay here until it's springtime. <gasps> then we'll bury you. Oh, that poor girl. Why is there caution tape on that tree? Was it a crime scene? Is it about a fall? Hopefully not on my car. But anyway, that was the Hale Homestead episode. We're an hour in, so we, we gotta end this recording. <laughs> Very glad my phone didn't Although heat up. Although you're gonna and... cut some of it out. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But thank you for joining us on the Evil and Airy podcast. Again, check out Connecticut Ghost Stories and Legends. I, I one day will remember the title of this book. Check out Connecticut Lore as Shout well. Shout out to Thomas and Arlene. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you bring Connecticut Lore back to the car? No, I did not. Oh. Well, back to your car. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. But you could see the cover of that in last on Monday's episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, next time you are going to see me and Michelle will be back. We are recording 
an episode, our we're either going to do Skinwalker Ranch, which is a documentary about aliens, I think, or we are going to start our exciting new series on people that have gone missing in national state parks. Oh! And we, we spun the wheel with the states to determine which state we were going to cover first. We ended up on Maryland. Michelle said, what happens in Maryland? We're spinning again. And so we spun again, <laughs> and we landed on Wisconsin. So Wisconsin is the first state we're going to do. Cheese. Cows. Cheese. Home of cheese and cows. Wait, has, have people gone missing? And in the every, Packers. Every state? National? Yeah. Wow. So we're going to do it state by state, and we're starting with Wisconsin because Michelle was not pleased when we landed on Maryland. Sorry if you live in Maryland. We will do it eventually. But I think she just wanted to start with a bang. Yeah. Start with the home of cheese. Mm-hmm. So make sure to join us for that. And I, like I said, I've made a couple announcements. I am going to be starting a new show. Uh, I'm going to kind of turn Evil and Eerie into like a podcast network. And I'm going to do start shit shooting, which is going to be just a random show. It's going to be like, we're just going to do funny topics, relatable topics, you know, just stuff, stuff that you really will be able to resonate with. And it's going to be funny, unfiltered, no telling where it's going to go. And I already have some guests lined up for that. And I'm probably going to force Megan to be on it at some point too. Yes, he will. So, yes, I will. <laughs> probably in two weeks from now. <laughs> when they come over for cornhole. Cornhole! Cornhole! So anyway, subscribe, rate, review, download. Thank you for listening and join us on Friday for episode 24 Stay of the Evil, evil and Eerie Podcast. Stay evil and eerie.